listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening, (laughs) and I think we all really need that tonight, a whole bunch of goodness. Uh, I sure hope you're all doing okay, Uh, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically in light of the whole coronavirus situation. You are all in my heart, and I truly hope tonight's show just brings you a huge ray of sunshine. I've actually been planning tonight's program for weeks, way before the virus and the school closures were even a thought in our minds. I always spend tons of time getting everything ready for each show to really make it extra special for you. And yet for this one in particular, the time I spent, you know, gathering my thoughts and reading my guest books and considering all the many, many ways to approach the topic was even more in-depth than usual because this evening's show is all about self-care for educators and really when you get down to it for everyone. And this is a topic that is very close to my heart for so many reasons and also one that is of utmost importance for all of us, especially those who work with or have kids. I mean, I know we've all heard that message so many times before that it's crucial to put on our own air masks first before helping our kids put on theirs. You know, we hear it, we know it, but way too often as educators, as givers, we just don't get around to doing it to, you know, putting on our own mask first. And we have to, we have to be healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, and we have to be whole for ourselves and so that we can be at our absolute best in body, mind, and spirit to teach and guide the precious children in our care now more than ever. And tonight, throughout this whole show, we're going to look at how to really do that, how to make self-care a reality in our lives, and not just during these you know, globally uncertain health times, but always. I truly think this hour may be one of the most important hours we can give ourselves. I I hope it's like a huge gift at the timing of it in my own life and in light of the whole world situation right now is really perfect. And I have to say that as I've been studying and researching and preparing for tonight's program, I have learned so much that I've actually already started to put into practice in my own life. And really, it's been life-changing. And I truly hope that every second of the information and love we shared here together this evening will be an extraordinary blessing for each and every one of you, too. So welcome, welcome to each and every one of you. As always, I am so happy and thankful that you're all here with me. I've got an extraordinary guest tonight. He's an absolute, what I would call, guru of teacher self-care, plus... I've got a ton of extra special giveaways for you this evening. I know so many things are on hold in the world right now, so I really want to keep the right road positivity, goodness, and fun flowing for you in every single way possible. 
Um, note, you guys, that I'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check for that big recipient announcement post. Remember that in addition to following the simple entry details to enter the giveaways that I'll share here on the show, educator recipients also need to be signed up with us as Right Road teacher friends on our website to receive Right Road gifts. That has helped us so much in reaching teachers if we have questions about their address or even their name. A lot of teachers use different names on Facebook. So please just take a sec to sign up if you haven't already done so. Just go to rightroadkids.org. That's our website, website. And click the sign up tab on the right side of the page. It literally just takes like 30 seconds And note, you guys, that we'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show out to the recipients at their home addresses. They'll go out the week of March 30th, so they should arrive by early April. We're going into home delivery mode now before the summer because of how many school districts and schools are now closed for at least a couple of weeks due to the coronavirus. You do not need to send us your home address now. Just make sure to check the recipient announcement post on Tuesday afternoon so you know how to respond if you're a recipient, okay? So here's tonight's first fantastic On the Right Road giveaway for you. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And I want to make sure to mention for those of you who might be new to On the Right Road, each show we have a code word. So what you're going to do is make sure to have our Right Road Kids Facebook page up and ready. Don't wait for the post to come through your news feed because there's so much on Facebook right now that everything doesn't always show up. So actually go right to our Right Road Kids Facebook page. As I explain, each giveaway, it will pop up. Just refresh the page and it'll pop up right there for you. But in addition to the easy entry guidelines that will be right there in each giveaway post, and this first one isn't up yet because I haven't explained it, But in addition to what's there on Facebook, also make sure to type in tonight's hyphenated code word, which is the word self-care. That lets us know that you're officially listening and it officially enters you, okay? So for this first giveaway this evening, I have 12 of the most awesome teacher totes filled with supplies. Each tote gift is going to come with everything shown in the giveaway picture. There's Crayola markers, a wonderful set of Post-its, the coolest smiley emoji sticker pack ever, Sharpies, and everything else pictured. These are incredibly special. I've put them together just for y'all for tonight's show to bring a big ray of sunshine to you. (laughs) Just the picture makes me smile. So there will be 12 teacher recipients, and each one will receive one of the super special jam-packed teacher totes. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post, and remember to type tonight's code word self-care as part of your entry comment, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show tonight till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to Nair, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And I think you all know this is just the first of the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, March 15th, 2020. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. 
Now, I think you all know what time it is. Drum roll. It's that time in the show when I get to introduce you all to my wonderful guest. His name is Dan Tricarico. Dan has been a high school English teacher for nearly 30 years. He also has a tremendous calling to help other teachers and is really proud to consider himself a self-care sage for teachers, not only because he knows that teaching is the most important work on the planet, but also because from the bottom of his heart, he really wants to help teachers see their career in a way that not only sustains, but also fulfills their life. And to that important end, Dan is also the author of two terrific books, The Zen Teacher, Creating Focus, Simplicity, and Tranquility in the Classroom, and Sanctuaries, Self-Care Secrets for Stressed-Out Teachers. Plus, he shares self-educator, uh, he sh- shares educator self-care workshops and presentations throughout the whole country. And, oh my goodness, I'm just thrilled to introduce you all to Dan, Dan Tricarico and welcome him to On the Right Road for the first time. Welcome, Dan. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, and this is, this is really an important topic, so I appreciate the opportunity. Oh my gosh, and it like I said at the beginning of the show, it really couldn't come at a better time tonight. I just sometimes things work out for a reason and we had Dan scheduled for a couple of months now, so this is uh, you know uh, simpatico, whatever that word is. <laughs> so I'm going to exactly. I'm going to just right? I'm so excited. And I just know that this is going to be such a blessing for everybody. So I'm just going to dive right in, Dan. I'm I'm yeah. really wondering and I want to give everybody a chance to really understand Where did your passion come from for helping other educators make sure that self-care is a priority in their lives? Well, I was heading toward burnout myself. And, you know, like you said, I've been teaching about 30 years. And right around five years ago, um, things got crazy in education and class sizes were exploding. uh, Funding was low. um, The testing machine was out of control. And I just wasn't sure I was going to make it. And I thought, I, I don't know if I have any other marketable skills. And I knew I wasn't going to go back to school and become a doctor or a lawyer. And I thought, I got to find some way to make it through. And I, I was a drama major in college. And I remembered in the acting uh, classes, they talked about um, uh, being in the moment and meditation and relaxation exercises. And I thought, well, that's what I need. And maybe that's what teachers need. And so I started blogging about that uh, on a blog called The Zen Teacher, because I've always been interested in Eastern philosophy as well. And uh, it just kind of snowballed from there, and I, I just really benefited from those um, techniques and strategies. And the more I wrote about them, the more they were reminders for me. But then, because of social media, I was able to push the blog posts out, and other teachers started responding. And that was amazing, because I thought it was just me. Oh, well, we were talking about that before the show. I think it's so important for everyone to realize, anybody in education, and even parents as well, you know, there's so many stresses for everybody that you're not alone. You know, when we can continue to build communities like the Right Road family, it's like there's something to it to know that you're not alone. So you mentioned, Dan, that you're known as the Zen teacher. And from what I understand, you're not coming from a religious perspective with that. So what does that really mean to you being the Zen teacher? I love that. <laughs> no, you know, and, and I, I wondered if I should use that name because I knew that there would be a stigma there. But, um, but really, no, I see it as a, a very secular life approach of really Zen just means 
looking at what's happening now without judgment and detached from any kind of anticipated outcomes. Because I, I, I remember a saying that um, uh, most of the world's suffering is the result of thwarted expectations. And that really hit me between the eyes because so often I'm disappointed because something didn't turn out the way I wanted to. And that certainly was true in education and in my teaching practice. I, I wanted to go to this conference. There was enough money or whatever. But then it, when I just learned to kind of accept things as they were, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't have objectives, you don't have goals, you're not trying to do things. But when you just say, it's, it's, it's like what we're going through with the, the health situation right now. Right. I can't control that, so I have to learn to accept it as it is and focus on the moment right now. I love that. Well, and one of the quotes, this is a great starting point, one of the quotes I've seen highlighted in more than one place on your website and in your sanctuaries book is this, quote, remember the entrance door to the sanctuary is inside you. All of self-care really starts inside of each one of us personally. Like you said, we can't control everything going on around us, but we can control inside. It's, you know, it's not something we can rely on others to step forward to take care of for us. So is that what this quote means? And is that really the starting point in your eyes as well of start of self-care looking at, you know, looking inside of ourselves, knowing that the answers for each one of us start there inside? Absolutely. And I chose that quote um, to put in sanctuaries very, very intentionally because that's absolutely true. I wanted people to know that that the answers that you're seeking um, are inside you and that you can only can, can control what you can control. And it goes all the way back to probably the first time I heard that was Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talked yes. about the circle of influence of, you know, you can only, you can only control what's within your circle of influence. And, and you know, you, you can't necessarily control things happening at, at, you know, the national level, at the world, global level, but you can change certain little things in your own life. Uh, and, and what's funny is, we all, you know, we think these things are ingrained, but really they're just habits. And if you change the habits and change your thoughts, then the results change too, magically. Um, so the, the key, what I try to talk about is start with that, start with you. Yes. And, and related, you know, here's something that was really a light bulb moment for me. I actually drew a light bulb right on the page in your book. <laughs> and I'd like to take a moment to just share a couple of quotes from your sanctuary's book because they're so powerful. So you share, quote, Thank you. Time and time again, I've heard teachers say things like, I can't afford that, or I'll do it next time. But the irony in that sacrifice is that you're not doing anyone favors, especially yourself. Refusing to give yourself permission to participate in self-care is not helping anyone, but instead is simply hurting you. And in a different section, you write, again, quote, when we do with our li- what we do with our lives is entirely up to us. The control and responsibility we have over our existence means that we are not only uh, we are the only ones who can give ourselves permission for self-care. It also means that we must find the strength to give ourselves permission to slow down and rest in a way that helps us avoid burning out, melting down, or crashing altogether. So all this to say, Dan, that we have to get into the frame of mind of giving ourselves permission to take care of ourselves. Could you share with everyone more about, you know, that significance of giving ourselves permission and the importance of writing what you call actual self-care permission slips? I love that. 
Yeah, well, yes, and I want to clarify there. I actually got that idea from Brene Brown, and I might just have a teeny tiny crush on her because I love her work. <laughs> uh, but she, she talked too. about permission slips. Yeah, isn't she amazing? She yes. had a book called Rising Strong, and and she talked about permission slips in that book where – because what happens is – and I know elementary school teachers especially and middle school teachers – have permission slips when their students go on field trips. And why? Because A, it's binding, and um, B, it kind of makes it real. It creates a right. gravity, and it's and it, it, it takes it out of our heads and makes it real. So I think that, that writing down, physically writing down what you want to do to to as an act of self-care is critical. Get it out of your head, put it on paper, make it real, and it's more likely to happen. But permission is absolutely the first step. Yes. And I think that is so key. Everybody make a post-it right now and write down, I give myself permission for self-care. Post it on your bathroom mirror. Post it on your computer. Because if we if we don't give ourselves permission, who's going to? I, I, that's just right. so important. So now when thinking about that word sanctuary, what a beautiful word. Uh, you know, I, we all kind of know the definition is is like a place of refuge or safety or rest where you can really feel at peace. And exactly. I love how right. I love how one of the first things you share in your sanctuaries book is the importance of asking yourself, where is your sanctuary? It's really crucial that we all have our own personal place of sanctuary, right? So how does each person mm-hmm. find that place for him or herself? Well, I think, you know, first of all, like you're implying, is it's going to be different for each person. And that's the first thing I think we need to realize is if yours doesn't look like somebody else, that's okay. Yes. And that if somebody else wants to go to the mountains, you might want to go to the beach, right? Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, but the key is to find out what, what is your sanctuary. And as you said, I think it starts with um, figuring out what fulfills you, figuring out uh, what you, you know, where you feel at peace, where you feel calm. Um, you know, some people, uh, for them, it's, it's you know, reading for pleasure in a breakfast nook on Sunday mornings, or maybe, I, I know, I, I always think of my father, who used to kick back in the Lazy Boy, put on headphones and listen to classic rock. That was his sanctuary after, you know, working very, very hard to support our family. That was when he had that, that moment where he was just in tune with things, and, and he was at peace. And so it's going to look different for, for each person. And you just have to say, where do I feel at peace? Where do I feel fulfilled? And where do I ex- experience that tranquility? And then that's your sanctuary. Well, and what just really struck me as you were talking is that I've realized one of, well, and I've known this, but it just, it kind of conked me over the head in a wonderful, remindful way, if that's a word. But one of my sanctuaries was always my home back in Wisconsin. I grew up out in the country, there was a lake, and I would just go sit by myself and just be there. And even though I can't be there now, I can go there in my mind. So even if, you know... Right? So it's so important to realize, especially during this time where we're kind of quarantined in our own house, you know, (laughs) during this crazy virus situation, you know, even though we can't always physically be everywhere, we can go there in our mind and find that peace. And I think that's something very important to remember now. And even teachers in your classroom, you know, you might only have 10 seconds. You can go someplace in your mind. And it's amazing how quickly that brings you back to that place of peace. I love this. Okay, so now armed with... Let me me say too, we have, I'm sorry, we have cameras. We all have cameras in our pockets, right, in our purses. So if you go to those places, 
snap pictures. And then yes. when you come back and the stress level rises, whip out that phone. And can you imagine a self-care guy saying, take out your phone? Um, and uh, look at your phone, <laughs> look at those pictures, and that will bring you right back. And, and, and so will your memory. But I, that just thought just occurred to me because we have all of those in our, in our pockets and our purses. And that's the key to, to technology is to using it mm-hmm. wisely and using it to right. to keep that place. Right, exactly. Otherwise, it mm-hmm. can get way out of control. So, okay, Absolutely. so now with with what we've just spoken about, we're kind of armed with some of this understanding of how important self-care is and, you know, the mindset we need to make sure we make it a priority. So what I want to do now is really look at a bunch of the how-tos, ways we can actually mm-hmm. make self-care happen in our lives. And we're not going to be able to cover every single one of your amazingly right. helpful techniques and ideas, Dan, <laughs> but I'd like to cover as many as we can. So first off, mm-hmm. something that has really become sort of a buzzword more and more recently has been teaching our kids mindfulness living in and fully experiencing this moment right here and right now. And one of the keys to self-care, and you mentioned this a moment ago a little bit, is practicing mindfulness ourselves. So how can we, as educators, as adults, with our beyond busy lives, learn to practice mindfulness in our own lives? Super easy, quick exercise. First of all, tune into your senses. We get 100% of the information from this world through our five senses. So if you're in the classroom, things are getting stressful, uh, whenever there's a little break, a a recess, a lunch, you know, after school, before school, whenever, all you have to do is sit there and close your eyes, keep your eyes open either way, and ask yourself, what are five things I see? What are five things I hear? And what are five things I feel? Not feel emotionally, but feel tangibly, like I feel my feet on the floor, I feel my shirt on my arms, I feel myself sitting on the chair and that will ground you that pulls you right back into this moment and if you were worried about the parent phone call if you were worried about the meeting with the principal it all goes away because guess what when you're using your senses you're right here and now oh my gosh what a great idea i think that's a great thing right (laughs) i think we can do that with kids too like before a test oh absolutely Mm -hmm. right just have them just whether they write it down because so much of that anxiety just pulls you away from like kids if they're taking a test it can pull them away from what they know it can pull us away from if we're teaching if we're parenting you know we can just get in such a tizzy that you almost don't even know how to put one foot in front of the other oh my gosh I love that Dan oh this is this is wonderful (laughs) now here's another one When my stepdad was president of a wonderful insurance company, he brought something called self-talk seminars to his teams. Uh, My mom got involved in the training, too, and it was all about focusing what your inner voice says to yourself and making sure that it's always positive. And your idea of your own personal, I love this, mental mixtape sounds like it's kind (laughs) of in that same vein. So what we tell ourselves is crucial in terms of what becomes reality in our lives. So how in how do you feel we can use our mental mixtape as a tool for self-care? Well, I, I think the first thing I would say is, I'm not going to lie to you, it's, it's not easy to change that internal tape loop, but here's the good news. It's possible. And I, I spent much of my life um, with a negative uh, mental mixtape of of internal monologues of I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, I'm never, you know, why would anybody listen to me? And I had to, to really work to change 
that those thought patterns. And what I talk about in sanctuaries is, is the idea of affirmations, of writing down new scripts, new things that you want to tell yourself and practicing those because that's the only way to change that habit because that's really all it is. is it's just a habit. And if you yeah. have a new script, you can make that the new habit. And there's a whole, I'm not going to go over it here now, but there's a whole structure to make sure the affirmations are in, incorporating everything that they need to have um, to be successful. But it's really just just incorporating that new habit of the of the script and the message that you're telling yourself. And over time, it's going to change, and then you, you'll see new and better results. Well, and it's so interesting because as you just shared your mental mixtape or your self-talk for years, you said, was that negative? Why? What's happening? Why is that? And I know I'm getting off on a little tangent here, but <laughs> what do we, what do we as, as adults need to be mindful of so that our kids don't grow up with that? How do we keep that positive in their mind from the get-go? It's, it's uh, very difficult, and, and I don't know. I mean, because what happens is those thoughts are embedded so early on, I, I can't track the, their, their impetus or their, their genesis. But um, the good news is it's, it's possible to change, but you're right. And I think that, um, you know, if I looked back uh, and, and said, well, you know, were my, were, did I get it from my parents? No, they were very positive. I don't know. I, I, right. I don't know where it came from. But um, one thing, I, I saw a meme the other day um, that said something about, uh, you know, of course, be careful what you tell your children because that's what they will become. Right. But I saw that it's too. Ev- it's everybody. But it's everybody. It's, it's yeah. whether we hear it from a significant other or, or a, a parent or a sibling or a friend. And, and I think a lot of times um, early on when you're trying to fit in, sometimes we're, we're picking groups we shouldn't be with, and then they will tell us things about ourselves or say, oh, you're like that. And we internalize it. Yes. And it may or may not be true. Well, and I so think that. that's why it's so important that we're always mindful about this is a little bit off the tangent, but it's not because we need our we need to raise up our children in self-care as well. I think it's mm-hmm. crucial that we all as adults know that everything we say to a kid affects them. So if they're getting negative uh, mental mixtape or negative self-talk elsewhere, Mm -hmm. we better make sure we're multiplying that by 10. It doesn't mean don't discipline them. It doesn't mean don't teach them right from wrong. It means build up that mixtape so that when they fly off on their own, I I mean like little birds, right? They have Mm -hmm. that strength of of self-care inside of them. We have to do that. So Dan, here's another light bulb and key moment. Mm -hmm. I think so often we're so busy in our lives taking care of our kids' needs and everything for our jobs that when we look at our own needs and so much time and maybe even neglect has gone by in terms of self-care that we look at it all and we can mm-hmm. feel overwhelmed, like it's impossible at this point. But oh, sure. you highlight how important tiny shifts are. And we've all heard mm-hmm. that term baby steps. And I think that ties mm-hmm. in so well to the importance of t- mm-hmm. your tiny shifts. And I think this is the key. And I'm going to quote again here. You share that, quote, small adjustments over time are what keep us on track for where we want to go in the long term. If you make tiny shift after tiny shift, day in, day out, month after month, over a year or so, you will find yourself in a wildly different place than when you started. Oh, my gosh, yes. So how can we get into this mind frame of making tiny shifts to ultimate self-care? This is a key. 
Yeah, I think it is. And I think that the, the key part of that, I always joke that, you know, I'm an English teacher. And so, you know, uh, I, I, I was proud of myself for making an equation in the book, but it was T.S., plus T equals NH, tiny shifts plus time equal new habits. And it's the overtime part that's so important because one guru, I don't remember who it was exactly, said, if I go to the gym for one day for nine hours, I'm not going to be in better shape. But if I go for one hour over nine days, then I'm going to see results. And so it's the overtime part. And it's just, you know, sometimes it gets so difficult. Like, you know, if, if you want to lose weight, if you want to read more books, whatever your goal is, uh, it, it gets so daunting and overwhelming to say, look at all I have to do, or let's take writing a book. I always say to myself, I don't have to write a book. I just have to write one essay, which is a chapter, and I don't even have to write that. All I need to do is write one page. Well, I don't even need to do that. All I need to do is write one paragraph or one sentence right. or one word. You can break it down as to a small chunk as you want, but if you do that over time, guess what? The pages start to pile up. Yes. And I, I think that's... my metaphors there, but... No, I love that because I think if we if we just take one day or one week at a time, it's so easy to give up. But if we do yeah. just just keep on keeping on. You just commit right. to and it, it for to that year. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, if you commit to it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you will see the change after the year. And I and, and you'll start to see it after a month. You'll start to see it after two months. Right. But but after a year it'll be like Oh my God! Very different place. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so that's something that I think we really, really, really want to stress tonight is don't let it get overwhelming. One day, one shift, one baby step at a time. Oh my gosh! I have so many more questions for you about just. Okay, everything. But I want. I want to, there's one thing I want to okay. add to that is it's a path and a journey. So if you stumble, if you fall off the wagon, don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace. Give yourself forgiveness, and just start again. Exactly. That's an important part too. Yeah. So stay with me, Dan. We've got so much more to talk about. But first, I have another awesome giveaway for all of you amazing sure. teacher friends. Yay. Uh, yay. Of course, you guys know this is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 14 Expo dry erase marker sets. There are two different kinds of sets. Both will be shown in the giveaway picture. So many of you have shared that this is such a dire need to replenish as you're heading into the final stretch of the school year. And I know everybody's kind of off school now with the virus, um, but I know that, you know, one of the, the scary things is going back and do I have everything I need? And, oh, my gosh, I've got so much to do. So I'm hoping that this will just help put that supply need at ease a little bit in some you know in a lot of your minds so there will be 14 teacher recipients and each will receive one of the expo dry erase marker sets so to enter just go to our right road kids facebook page right now as you're listening just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post remember to include tonight's hyphenated code word self-care as part of your entry comment even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway okay always type that in because that officially enters you so this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show till 7 p.m pacific 10 eastern tonight and we'll announce the 14 recipients on our right road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And great big thanks to Nair, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her amazing A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this giveaway possible. Uh, now, Dan, another one of the incredibly helpful things you focus on in your Sanctuaries book has to do with what you call the five S's. So, in, in you know, and I know we've got a 
kind of jam everything in here. I'm trying to touch upon as much as we can. So in about as one minute or so for each, I'd love if you could highlight the significance of each one of these wonderful self-care tools. So number one, your number one S is silence. How can silence be a special tool for self-care? Well, I always say silence is a gift we give ourselves because, again, nobody else is going to give it to us. And, um, you know, this, this culture, this society is, on, is white noise and chaos 24-7. So yes. we have to, again, be intentional about shutting down, going someplace where we can just experience silence. And, and we don't do that. So if this is something that is a new idea to people and they can try it, they're going to fall in love with it. Yes. And, I, and, and it goes back to where is your sanctuary, you know, finding yes. that place. And I think maybe... Sometimes, or maybe oftentimes, this means even without music, without um, mm-hmm. the TV on in the background, it just means complete silence. I remember my husband and I had a moment at the Grand Canyon one time where I've, it was like being on the moon. It was so quiet that I could hear my heartbeat. And it was such a profound moment. My husband and I talk about this all the time. So th- that there is something to that silence that's just... It's you can hear God's voice. You can hear, you know, yeah. what whatever your faith is, whatever your path is, mm-hmm. you can hear it coming to you. It's hard to explain. But I think finding mm-hmm. at least five minutes of that every day is such a beautiful self-care tool. Now S number two is stillness. So why and how can it be a tool for self-care? Um, same kind of idea that this culture does not reward or value stillness, so we don't do it. We're always on the go, always on the go, always on the go. And even, you know, and so, uh, st- silence and stillness work in tandem because, like you yes. said, I'm sure when you were at the Grand Canyon, you weren't moving. Right, <laughs> you know, you right. were just standing there. And, and you know, and one, one idea I want to uh, share about what you just said is I, it's my thesis that that those moments, those profound spiritual moments can happen all the time, anywhere, it, using yes. these kinds of techniques. And, yes. and having them at the Grand Canyon is just like icing on the cake. You know, that's just, yes. that's just magical. But, um, but yeah, they can happen anywhere. They don't happen every time, but they can definitely happen everywhere. But stillness is just, you know, be intentional about stopping. We never stop. And, and again, maybe it's, it's sitting down, you know, and, and people go, I'm, well, you look lazy or you look like you're just goofing around. It doesn't matter what other people think. You know, one, one saying that I like to keep in mind is what other people think of you is none of your business. And <laughs> I like that. So live, live your life the way you want, right? Um, but just be still. And, and I loved what you said. Like, I love music, and that helps me calm down. But I've learned the benefit of driving to work or driving, you know, wherever and, and turning the radio off and just being in that little bubble of the car in silence, you know, well, and being and- still. Absolutely. And and as you were talking just now, I realized that this stillness can even happen in a loud, creative, mm-hmm. nutty, um, exciting classroom. As an educator, mm-hmm. if, if, if something is happening and there's that magic happening for learning and you sit down as the educator for 10 seconds and just watch and, and don't move yourself, just take it in, right. that's a different kind of stillness where you can just go, oh yeah. my gosh, Look what's happening here with my students. It can be a beautiful moment. And you're moment. being very present. Yes. Right. You're, you're being, being mindful. present with what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, now the next S, number three, 
is very interesting to me. It, you call it subtraction. It has to do with the idea yes. that less is actually better. So how does yes. this whole idea of subtraction work in terms of self-care? Well, you know, probably talking with you here, I'm realizing that's probably the one that our society and culture respects the least because we are a conspicuous consumption culture. And the idea of, of taking things off the plate is, is uh, foreign to, you know, our sensibilities. And right. so, you know, it might be, you know, take, you know, you've, you've got too much curriculum, you know, take something away that's not working. Uh, I, I even say, you know, it's, it's uh, take stuff off your desk, take stuff out of the closet. It's all that stuff. But it's also, why not get rid of outdated um, mindsets? You know, subtract yes. that. Subtract the negative self-talk like we were talking about earlier. There are lots of things that we can get rid of and take away that um, will we'll cut things down to the essence. And then that's really going to give us the peace and tranquility we're looking for. In a book called Essentialism by Greg McKeon, I think is how you say his name, he has um, a, an expression kind of like what you just said, and I have it up in my, my office window in the classroom. I, I'm looking at it right now, as a matter of fact, and it says less but better. Yes. I love that idea because when you take stuff away, you're not as harried, you're not as chaotic, you're not as frenetic, and you can do things better. And I would so much rather have things, fewer things to do and do them better than have a million things to do and do them poorly. Right. Well, and I hope you all are taking notes on this. I will make this show available <laughs> right after the live broadcast because there are so many. I mean, I'm jotting notes here, too. There's just so much to be gleaned from this for all of us, for educators, but for everybody, whatever our background. Oh, my gosh, I love this. Yeah, this, so, this is for everybody. I always say that, that the books are aimed at teachers, but these ideas work for everybody. Well, and I think that there's so much and misunderstanding about <laughs> right. Well, and there's so much misunderstanding yeah. about the the stresses that teachers face that I think it's so important yeah. to focus for educators. So no, your number yeah. four ask Dan is space. You share that space can declutter our lives and give us room to grow and thrive, kind of like subtraction. It it yeah. seems like it relates in a cool way. So how does how is space a tool for self care? Well, I, I, this is where I do get a little more woo-woo, a little more spiritual. I honestly believe that if we declutter, if we get rid of all of the, the flotsam and jetsam and garbage in our world that's just sitting there, um, it really does open up space for the universe to give us more of what we want and more good things. Uh, I firmly believe that. Um, but we, you know, if you think about how big the storage unit industry is in this country, um, it tells me that we have too much stuff. I'm thinking yeah. another word, but it's a family show. I'll say stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it just, we just, we need to get rid of it. We don't need it. We don't need it. And and that, I used to, you know, as a drama major, I was a pack rat. I was like, oh, I might need this hat for a play. I might need this pair of glasses. I might need this prop. I kept everything. But I had to get away from that when I, when I really committed to the Zen teacher approach because I didn't need all that stuff. And, and when I have, um, I, I've, I've really, kind of uh, reduced my classroom and, and uh, the other spaces I have at school uh, to, to their essence, and I've been so much happier. I, I love and that. It's, it's we're, a Marie Kondo thing, you know, get rid of what doesn't bring you joy. Well, it's so funny because we're sitting here, you know, we can't get everything to the teachers at their schools. So we're, we give, yeah. as you can tell from the show, we give tons of gifts. So we're, mm-hmm. we're going to have to switch to home delivery mode. And we've got all these things that are kind of backing up. And it's like, it does just having stuff close in on you. It does, there's a difference in how you can yeah. 
just breathe almost. Yes. So, oh my gosh, that's perfect. So your S number five, Dan, is slowing down. This is another awesome thought. You write, and I'm going to quote again, if you want to reach your larger goals, slowing down actually increases your chance of achieving them. So how can we best use this thought process of slowing down for self-care? Well, I think the quick answer is the old old idea of if you don't have um, the time to do it right the first time, you certainly don't have the time to do it again. So if, um, you know, if you slow down, you're going to make fewer mistakes. You're going to um, have a higher quality end result. And so, but, but also I, I think it, again, with the culture that runs 24-7 and devices in our pockets all the time, just the, it's just we're out of breath all the time. Yes. And just if we could just slow down and breathe, we would see that, oh, you know, I'm just caught up on this merry-go-round. I'm just caught up on this treadmill. It's not how things have to be. This is a yes. choice. It doesn't feel like a choice, but it's a choice. Boy, these are all wonderful things to teach our kids, too. <laughs> you know, yep. seriously. Oh, I love this. Okay, so now here's another one. Speaking of kids, you also mm-hmm. talk about play as a way to self-care for us as adults as well as for our kids. Oh, yeah. Why oh, is play such a key? You know, I think I think um, administrators and government need to hear this because the testing, <laughs> yes. you know. you know. So why is, it, is <laughs> yeah, play absolutely. such a key? Well, I, I think, you know, why is it, why is it uh, key for kids? Because it's fun. Yeah. Let's, let's do more things that are fun. We think as adults that, you know, we have to be serious and we have to, you know, do the important things, which is true. But that, you know, we need to also do things that are fun. Maybe it's silly voices or maybe it's dancing or maybe it's, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever makes you, whatever amuses you, whatever tickles your heart, you know, do that. Go, go walk in the rain. Go stomp in the mud. Why not? Right. Why did we oh stop that? Why did we stop that? Why did we? <laughs> I mean, and the yeah. thing is, you can learn so much from yourself. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking yeah. of even just getting the finger paints out, getting the, you know, you yeah. can learn things like maybe you have this incredible art talent. And because you're not even, mm-hmm. we're not even taking right. time to even consider that, that yeah. could be lost to the world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's not an accident that adult coloring was in vogue a while back. You know, right? I mean, we we need to get you know back in touch because they're they're huge. Those things are huge um, uh, steam blower offers. I I just made that expression up, but you know, just (laughs) I do that all the time, (laughs) and and it reduces the stress, and then it's fun. So why not? Well, and you can learn things too. I mean, oh my gosh, yes. I, I love that. I love everything we're talking about here. So now here's another <laughs> one I too. love. This one I love. Probably, it's at the top of my list, and that's serving. <laughs> it it actually yeah. almost seems too counterintuitive that serving, oh, doing totally. things for others, can be a tool for self care, yeah. but it really is. Can you share your thoughts on that, Dan? Yeah, I, that one I had to look real deep in uh, when I was writing the book because I, I was thinking, well, what else can I say about what creates a sanctuary and what reduces the stress? And I realized that, I th- so I asked myself, when was I happiest? What made me deeply, deeply happy? And, and I think this, this is true for most, if not all teachers, is giving. And, and it's because that's what we do every day yes. as educators is we give, we give, we give. That's also part of the problem. You know, because like you said, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, and teachers don't. They'll, you know, the, the old saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. 
I say not only will teachers empty the cup, if, if the kid needs a cup, they'll give them the cup too. Right. My job is to help you get your cup back, you know, and, and they, they will do that. So, you know, I think by serving and helping others, it, it fulfills us on such a, a, a profound and fundamental level that if you find a cause that you're interested in and you pursue that, you're going to be happier. It's going to put things in perspective. You're going to increase your gratitude. So, so many, uh, you know, numerous uh, benefits to that. Well, and I think it can be something like it might not for, for the particular, if you're really in a stress moment, it might not even be having anything to do with your students at that moment. I find sometimes if I'm having an incredibly stressful day, I will just, and I've got way too many things. I know I can't even possibly get it done if I stay up till three in the morning, but I'm just so like on edge that I find if I stop for five minutes and teachers, you'll notice sometimes if I post one of those just because giveaways, that might be why. It's because my my heart, everything God has put on my heart is, is calling me to give something at that moment. And if I'm in the middle of accounting for that day, say, you know, as a CEO of a nonprofit, I've got to manage the books. So if I'm in the middle of that for that day, and I just stop for five minutes. I my heart is calling. Do something to give. Do something to serve. Yeah. It totally changes the whole trajectory of my day. So it might not yeah. even be giving and serving right in that moment. It might be something completely different than what you're doing at that moment, if that makes sense. So Dan, oh my yeah, gosh, I right. Well, what, what I'm learning from you, what you made me think, is that stress is about us and what we're going through. And so when you turn that outward and you focus on somebody else, it's right. not about you anymore. And then right. the stress should dissipate. The stress is not that important. Exactly. It just changes. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I, I wish we had another three hours here because <laughs> yeah. every, everything we've shared, I feel is so special, but is there a final message that you'd like to share this evening with all of our wonderful right road friends listening, Dan? Um, there is, and I've said it before, but I think it bears repeating. Uh, I remember when our yearbook advisor sent out an email, and, and it said, fill in this blank. If my students only learned one thing from me, it would be, and then we had to fill in the blank. And I wrote that they are okay exactly the way they are. And I want educators to know that, too. You are okay exactly as you are. You're working hard enough. You're doing enough. You're worthy, and we appreciate you, and you're my hero. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Dan. Oh my goodness. Thank I want to make sh- I want to make sure to mention you guys that if you'd like Dan to speak at your district or your event, you can connect with him on his website, which is thezenteacher.com. Um, you can find his wonderful books there too. His Sanctuaries book is the one we've been focusing on tonight, and I can't say enough about it. It is a must-read for educator self-care. It's so insightful and easy to read and to take to heart. So if you're looking for just the right self-care book right now, and maybe this is perfect while we've all got a little time to breathe here um, during when schools are closed, Sanctuary is a beauty I mean, it's it's just wonderful. I'll, I hope you'll check it out. I really think it'll be a blessing for you. And also, I want to mention that um, Dan mentioned to me this morning, we were texting about a few things getting ready for the show, and he just started a new Facebook group. 
It's the Zen Teacher Pop-Up Sanctuary. That's actually, if you go to Zen Teacher Pop-Up Sanctuary, you'll find it. And I think he's going to be providing daily and weekly uh, encouragement and insight through this difficult time in our country and in our world. So hopefully that can be a blessing for you too. So thank you so much, Dan. I just cannot say thank enough you for having about it. So much fun. Oh, I told you it would go by in the blink of an eye, right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> and it did. Oh, well, you are a blessing, and keep on keeping on with your wonderful work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, and I also, oh, thank you. And I also want to make sure to thank our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, SeatSack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships and their support companies, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Lori Sinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and, of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And reminder, you guys, to mark your calendars for Sunday, April 5th. That's only three weeks from now. That's our next Live on the Right Road show date. And like I always like to make time for at the end of each show, I've got a few nuggets here, things from my heart that you can take with you into the rest of your, you know, the week and into the school year. Um, I hope these will be a blessing for you too. Number one, you have to take care of yourself, you guys, because your students, your kids need you. And as a reminder of how much, watch the movie Freedom Riders with Hilary Swank. I just saw that this past week. I was working and I had it on the, in the background. And by the end, I was just weeping. Powerful reminder of how teachers, the impact that you have. And here's something super important to remember as well. Self-care changes as the years go on, as our bodies change and age. Self-care is going to look differently at different times in our lives. For example, a part of self-care for me used to be running five miles a day, but I really can't exercise in that same way anymore. It's just too hard on my body. I've had to find new ways. So what I believe we need to do is take time each year, each and every year, to reevaluate if our self-care routine is working the way it is or if some of those tiny shifts that Dan talked about are needed. And we have to be okay with the fact that having to make those tiny shifts is going to happen. It's just fine. It's okay. Uh, and we, So we got to take that look each year, that good look, because it can be way too easy to just stop doing anything to take care of ourselves, especially if our needs change and something that used to be easy as pie is no longer working as a reality in our lives. But being aware and proactive and mentally ready to make those tiny shifts when needed is such a key to keeping self-care as a true priority. And my number two nugget for tonight, another thing I think is so important regarding all of this is to live with a self-care tribe mentality and to build a self-care supportive tribe around you. You know, talk about this with your educator friends at your school. Listen to a replay of this show together. Start a self-care group at your school and make it a priority each week. Don't let it slip to last priority. Maybe start off each staff meeting with five to ten minutes of self-care discussion and support. That support and accountability can help everyone at your school stay on track. And think of the teamwork and truly awesome and supportive culture it will create within your school environment. I've been thinking lately about how blessed my son is to have 
you know, his baseball tribe. He's had it his whole life since he started playing almost 10 years ago. That that team concept can bring self-care to life in a whole new, much deeper, lasting way for everyone at your school. And to me, that's really exciting. Um, Number three... During these next couple of weeks, when so many of you will probably not be going into your schools and classrooms uh, due to the virus, you know, while devastating for our schools and our country and our world, with maybe a little extra time available and focusing that time on something good instead of on all the panic, it can be the perfect time to really begin this personal self-care journey and really put it into practice. So maybe if we can find it in ourselves to look at this like finding a silver lining out of this whole overwhelming world situation, when school is then ready to go back into session, we can all be that much healthier as a whole educator community, you know? And again, while the circumstances right now in the world are crazy, we can draw something really good out of it all. And I... I Gosh, speaking of more of that goodness and support, I just hope this whole show tonight has been a wonderful blessing for you. I, it just, it has meant so much to my heart to share tonight with you, especially during this time. So I, I just can't say enough that I just hope it's been a treasure for you. And I have one more awesome On the Right Road giveaway for you all this evening. Remember, you guys, before I share it, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And if you're a recipient, make sure to read the whole announcement post so you know how to respond, okay? Remember, we're back in home gift delivery mode while so many schools are shut down. So the post on Tuesday will explain exactly what you need to do if you're a recipient, okay? So this giveaway number three tonight is open to, of course, all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. Because these gifts were such a big hit on the last show, I connected with Nair to see if we could share even more of them on tonight's show. And guess what? I have 10 six-count cartons of the jumbo post-it easel pads. These are classroom treasures, and each carton is valued at nearly $200. Plus, I've been thinking maybe they could even be used for online teaching. I know some of you are going to be doing that, so they might be a great resource for that during this time, too. Plus, I have four copies of Dan Tricarico's wonderful Sanctuaries book. So, there will be 14 recipients, and each one will receive one of Dan's terrific books or one of the awesome posted easel pad cartons. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight, hi, tonight's hyphenated code word self-care as part of your entry comment, okay? This giveaway is going to pop up right at 556. So refresh the Right Road Kids Facebook page right at that at 56, and it'll be right there for you. Um, this one's going to be open until just after the end of the shows, till 7 p.m. Pacific. 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Mountains of thanks to Dan Tricarico for donating his books, to Nair, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course to Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And once again, tons of thanks to Dan Tricarico for being my very special guest here on the Right Road 
this evening. Huge thanks to Marcy for her always extraordinary behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my wonderful engineer, Aaron. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew's with me tonight and the whole Voice America team. Thank you all so much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And in case you've missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with family and friends, this episode will, of course, be available to listen to or download for free. I think this is an awesome one to share with your whole educator community. And as I've been doing, I'll post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here in case you missed any part of it or would like to share the show in general. And oh my gosh, I hope you'll share it with all your friends and watch for the click and listen giveaway for this episode on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giving fun. Remember that the next live on the Right Road Show will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, April 5th. And in between our Live on the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. And as I always like to close with you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, April 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Make sure to take care of yourself so you can continue to be a beacon that shines brightly as possible for all the kids in your life. I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.